Hey everybody, it's great to have you back. This is Jared here, your favorite DM, and we're ready to start Season 2 here at The Usual Time D&D. We hope you all had as much fun as we did playing through the Minds of Phandelver starter pack. We've really learned a lot, and we hope to continue improving the show as things go along. We're going to be doing things a little bit differently for Season 2. I'm starting to write some of my own content, and to kick things off, we're going to have a solo session from each of your favorite players. Shadow, Hoyt, and Luna are each going to have their own solo session to kick off Season 2, and after each session they're going to give you a little bit of insight on their character and how they're playing it, as well as any other juicy details they feel like sharing. The Hoyt solo adventure continues right now with Part 2. There's a zombie walking directly towards you. Just one? Uh, well, one that's currently on your end of the room. Uh, it sees you and I'll need initiative. That's not a large number. I have an 11. You have a who what? An 11. Okay. Uh, you will be first. No, no. I'm gonna like grab at my waist like I should have a lot more daggers than I don't have. And then just look at the one in my hand. Curse in Dwarvish. And <laughs> how far away from me is it? This one's about 10 feet. <gasps> I mean, I guess I have to attack it. Yeah, it's not giving up chase. Because the only other option is to flee through that other door. But my real target here is I kind of want the other orb. Because I feel like it's somehow important. And he stands between me and it. So I guess I want to go rushing up to the thing and stab it? Go for it. You know what? Let's, uh, let, no, let's not do that. Let's, uh, move my full distance, like, around it and throw the dagger at it. Okay, you can do that. Um, doing so, you'll notice that the other zombie has reached the wall at the far end of the room and has turned back around and has subsequently noticed you as well. Um, so you, you're able to maneuver your way around and behind this one and throw your dagger and uh, roll an attack. Okay. Ah, uh, plus that, plus that. It's over 20. 20 will hit. Uh, for six damage. Okay. And, um. uh, like I said, I finished my movement away from it. And uh, once I see the dagger plunge into it, I'm like, cool. And then realize that I've thrown my own only weapon. I'm like, shit. <laughs> uh, how far away from it am I now if I move my full distance? I have 40, uh, 40 movement. Well, you can move to the middle of the room, so you're equidistant from both of them. It wouldn't be your full movement, but if you move any further, you're going to be putting yourself closer to the other one. Right. No, I guess I thought I would circle around more towards the middle door. Oh, uh, yeah, you could get to that door if you wanted. Um, I'm just going to stay in front of it and see how far... Like, I, I don't know how fast these guys are. I remember the ones at the tower not being super fast as far as the shambling thing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to get in front of the door and see how long it takes the, or how what they do on their whatever reaction. Sure. So, um, so they, uh, 
Well, the one you hit will turn around and begin shambling towards you. It's, uh, it would be able to reach you where you're currently located. Because it was not all the way to the end of the room. So that one will reach you, and we'll get to its attack in a second. The other one, you'll notice, makes it not quite all the way to you. It's, uh, it's still 10 feet from you. Um, so the one that does reach you with the dagger in it is going to attack. And um, this thing goes to swipe at you and uh, completely misses and just, like, smacks its arms against the wall behind you or the door behind you. And uh, it kind of recoils in, in pain and steps back a, a, a little ways and doesn't do any damage to you. Coincidentally, the dagger falls out of it. <gasps> I need this. <laughs> uh, and then it's your turn. <gasps> Where did the dagger land? <laughs> uh, so, so this thing struck the wall with both arms attempting to hit you and completely just fucking biffed it. And on impact, it recoiled, and in its recoil, the dagger just kind of slipped out of its rotting flesh and fell on the floor at your feet. I want to, like, jump for this dagger and grab it, and, like, as I rise from grabbing it where it is, I want to make an attack at it, and then, with my bonus action, I'll disengage from it. Let's start with an acrobatics check to see if your rolling maneuver is successful. I always roll. Uh, 16. Ah, I, will. I was going to do 15 for the save, so you made it that way. Let's get a attack roll to see if it hits. <sighs> 22. 22 strikes. Uh, seven damage. Okay. And I think you just get the disengage as a bonus action, so yeah, you're successful. And I'll move all 40 of my feet, I guess, back towards the door that I just came in through, because that's the furthest away from all these guys. Okay. Uh, so, well, I guess you could move the far, like the southeast corner of the room would probably be as far away as you can get from this guy. Uh, and is it subsequently further away from the other guy too? Yeah. Oh well, the other guy was still a good, a good ten feet from you at your other location. Okay. Yeah, I will do that. I don't want to go tight in the corner though, because I don't want to get stuck there. So like as sure. far away with still moving ability, and then with my dagger in hand, I'm just like on a whim here. So end turn. Okay. Um. The zombie that you struck will move towards you 20 feet. Uh, it won't be able to reach you. The other one will follow suit. Um, they're uh, kind of right one behind the other with about 10 feet in between them. Uh, neither one of them can reach you on their turn. It's your turn again. What do you want to do? Does... So, I mean, I don't know how stabbing and slashing at dead flesh works. Does it look like I'm even hurting this thing? You can't tell right because it's dead and it just looks more dead right yeah it's got some new stab wounds but it doesn't it's not like bleeding or anything this is just 
pointless. Um, so, how close are they to the orb that's in this room? Okay, so they would have been right by it. They are now not near it. How far am I away from it? So, they're about 20 feet from it. You would be you would be able to maneuver around them get to it if you needed to. That's what you're gearing towards. I mean, it is. Um, yes. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you, you're able to maneuver around them without getting into their attack of opportunity range. I guess I want to decide if I want to throw the dagger at the one I've been attacking or not. I kind of don't want to lose this dagger. I'm going to throw the dagger at the zombie before I move. Before you do that, what do you what do you plan? Lay out your entire move, how you see it going for me. I guess my thought process is attack it as I'm moving. Uh, get to orb. Grab orb, maybe? That's where I'm running into an issue. I don't know if I want to make that an action or not. Um, well, if you want to make grabbing the orb an action, I have use an object as a bonus action. Okay, fine. Then I'll give that to you as a bonus action. So sure, you can do exactly what you're trying to. Uh, give me an attack roll. Okay. 16. 16 strikes, I believe. Let me double check. Yep. 4, 7 damage. Goodbye, Dagger. Okay. And then, yeah, I'm running to the orb, grabbing it, and if I still have movement continuing, if I don't, whatever I'm um, So you you run, uh, well, first you chuck your dagger at this zombie, it strikes him. Um, you see that as enough of a distraction to bolt past the two of them and you reach the pedestal containing this orb. You slam your hand down on it and as you touch it, it glows a brilliant purple and you lift it up off this pedestal and you are back in the room uh, that has the teleportation circle on the floor. Oh, what the deuce. I look around for zombies. You don't see any zombies. What you do see is an orb in the pedestal, a glyph on the wall, and a teleportation circle on the floor. And an orb in your hand now as well. And I'm in the middle of the circle. Uh, nope, you are adjacent no, to the pedestal. I'm adjacent to the pedestal. What? Um, I'm like, I have no idea if they know where I am or not, so I feel a sense of urgency. I'm going to move <laughs> to this glyph that I maybe touched, I don't remember. And I'm going to touch it and see if something happens different. Uh, you touch the glyph. It lights up a brilliant shade of blue for ten seconds and then goes dark. Um, okay. Nothing else appears to happen. So I have an orb in my hand and there's an orb in the pedestal. Do they look like the same orbs? Yes, they look exactly the same. I take the one out of the pedestal and put the one in my hand in it anyways. As you take the one out of oh, the no. pedestal, it glows a brilliant purple. And after you pick it up, you kind of like something really weird happens where you feel like you were teleported but you haven't really moved at all i've been splinched i'm splinched does it hurt <laughs> uh i guess depends on your version of teleportation do i have open lacerations on my body <laughs> <laughs> no 
<gasps> I haven't been splinched. It's false alarm, Harry Potter fans. So, am I holding both of the orbs now? You're now holding both orbs. I want to look at the two of them. And put them closer together. Uh, nothing happens. <gasps> okay, I'm moving for that part. <laughs> <laughs> um... That was a really weird feeling. I don't know if I want to possibly go through it again, and I have no idea what putting an orb in. I'm going to walk around with these two and just be like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and then, like, I'm going to look at this circle. Does the circle kind of look like the rune that I touched? Uh, yeah, I guess you, you, you not being a magic user at all or all that familiar with magic in general would kind of see that the glyph and the teleportation circle look somewhat similar. I'm going to move towards the circle and do the cross the threshold with my foot thing again to see if there's yep. any action. Uh, nothing. No response. I pass an orb over the threshold. No response. I jump into the circle. Nothing happens. I look down at it and <laughs> I'm disappointed and yet elated at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I go touch the glyph on the wall while holding both orbs. Uh, the glyph lights up a brilliant shade of blue for 10 seconds and goes dark. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I all of a sudden remember that I was fighting zombies that might know I'm here. I'm going to go to the door and open it slightly to see if there's anyone outside. Uh, you see about 10 feet in front of you uh, the hallway uh, that the door opens into splits into a crossroads and you don't hear any noise coming from it. Okay. So, I have an orb here in the pedestal. Or I had an orb here in the pedestal implanted in the wall. I took one from the room with the paintings that was in the center of the room. I took one from the room with the zombies that was in the center of the room. I know that there's one on the opposite side of the statue room that had a pedestal in the wall as well, but did not have the circle, but it did have the glyph, the glyphs on the wall, somehow it's tied. I'm Okay, my thought process here is that I have to have an orb in each of the ones in the walls and then touch the glyph or something. So I will put an orb back into this wall. Mm-hmm. Do I feel like I'm being torn apart? You don't. Uh, you okay. you place the glyph. As you place it, it like once it touches the pedestal and it's touching your hand, it lights up a bright bright purple. Um, but as soon as you remove your hand, it goes back to a dark purple orb. Have I tried holding on, like touching the orb in the pedestal and touching the glyph at the same time? You have not. I'll do that just to see. Uh, so you do that as you touch the orb. It glows a bright purple color and you touch the glyph and it glows bright blue for 10 seconds and goes dark okay then we're back to my previous strategy so if i'm remembering right now i need to go back to the room with the paintings and through the other door that's in there which will get me to is that a hallway room yes it's a the it would be the, the armored thingy room exactly yep the skeleton wearing armor which I dashed through the other side, and that opened me up into... Statue room. Statue room? What, there was no hallway between the two? Either way. There, uh, yeah, so there was, you're right, there was a tiny little hallway where you open the room, or the door from the room with the tapestries. There's a short 
five foot wide, ten foot long hallway that opened up into the other hallway that had the skeleton and armor in it. So there was another hallway there, but there's nothing in it. Right. Okay. Well, that's my order of operations. Yep, you're able to make it back there without a problem. You know that there's no enemies in those two rooms. Uh, you you exit the room you're currently in, leaving one of the orbs in the pedestal. You make an immediate right uh, and head north. Open the door to your north, and you're in the room with the tapestries that had a pedestal in it. You again turn to your right. Now you're facing east. You open the door. Uh, you're in a small hallway, five foot wide by ten feet long. You... Uh, approach the door at the end of this hallway and stop to listen Um, again uh, as before you hear footsteps gradually getting louder they stop then you hear footsteps gradually getting quieter and then they stop this is exactly like me in the cloister trials redoing the same thing over and over again and not remembering what I'm supposed to do Um, okay yeah I need to same thing as soon as it's moving away stealth check crossways into room where I am and I, I just gotta risk the skeletons are, or wait, there was another hallway in between. Whatever, I have to get. No, nope. I have there, to go back was, there. So, oh, yeah. there wasn't one. Uh, okay. Yeah. So the the skeleton in the armor is marching up and down this one hallway. You just have to go across it. There was a door immediately on the other side. Yep, gotta do that. Yep. So you you're able to do the same as you did before. You're you're not seen or heard by the guy in the armor. Um, when you pop open the door to the statue room, I need you to make a stealth check. <laughs> 13. 13 is good enough. Um, you're not seen or heard. Uh, you see that the skeletons are back to their previous rotation of stand in one place for about a minute. Rotate sides. So I want to go to the room on the east, because that was the one that had the blip in the wall, wasn't it? Yep. Okay, so I'm going that way. Okay, uh, stealth check to make it uh, across the room, skipping from pillar to pillar. Uh, it's going to be another 13. 13's good enough. You make it to the other side of the room. Okay, and I duck into this East door. Uh, well, sorry, you make it to the north end of the other side of this room. You're still behind the pillars on the north side. You've got the skeletons doing their rotation oh, thing. Okay, well, I systematically jump pillars to get to the door. There are no pillars running north-south in this room. This is where you threw ball bearings before, just as a friendly reminder. Okay. Well, I, I just, you know, I'm really feeling like I'm just... A winner winner chicken dinner here so another handful okay <laughs> yeah um, you you pretty much know their reactions now uh you toss a handful uh wait a second until one of them goes to check it out and the other uh, assumes its position and then bolt towards the door uh you're you're able to make it successfully stupid skill okay uh and i go in through this east door and now i'm there and i go in and I see this pedestal in the wall with a glyph, and I have mm-hmm. the orb in my hand, but mm-hmm. there's no circle on the ground, and I put the mm-hmm. orb in the pedestal. Yes. And what happens? As you, as you do so, mm-hmm. you place it. Uh, the orb glows brightly when it touches the pedestal while it's still touching your hand, and then goes dark as soon as you withdraw your hand. I look at it like I'm expecting something more to happen. 
<laughs> Nothing more happens. I touch the glyph. The glyph glows brilliant blue for about ten seconds and goes dark. I poke the orb. It it grows or glows brightly when you touch it and then goes dark. I kick rocks. <laughs> okay, um, <the> Ricky. <laughs> um but no really, I'm probably like cursing to myself in a quiet enough voice that I don't think it's just <laughs> raggle fraggle, raggle fraggle fraggle. Uh-huh. Um I stop and I wanna collect my thoughts and think, okay, where haven't I been? And uh, I remember that there is a room in this pedestal or in this statue room that I still haven't gone, which is on the other side of the room. Nope, there is not. You've gone in all the doors that you've seen so far. I thought there was one on the west side. There are two on the west side. You entered through the northmost one, and the last time you were in the statue statue room, you exited through the southernmost one. Oh, so there's a northwest door and a southwest yep. door. And they both just go to the uh, hallway oh. with the skeleton marching north-south. It all of a sudden makes so much more sense. Yep. Okay. Shit. So I stop, and I think... Glyph, pedestal, glyph, pedestal... Well, okay, maybe that did something to the circle, so I need to get back to the room with the circle on the ground. I don't want to deal with zombie room again, so I'm going to head back towards the northwest door by whatever means necessary. So I guess I'm going to poke my head out through this door into the statue room and take a peek around. Okay. So you basically know the mechanics of how to get in and out of this room without being seen now. Um, I will just need a stealth check. I'll just give me one. If it's successful, I'll let you out of the room. <laughs> Seven. Ooh, that might not work. You are seen. I um, need initiative. Does it make a sound like in Metal Gear when I alert someone? No, there's no exclamation point above its head. hide in the cardboard box? 19 for my initiative. Okay. Good on you. You're first. So, am I seen by one or both? You're seen by one, but shortly thereafter. Uh, Where is it? The one that saw you um, is... The one that uh, was facing the door when you opened it, basically. So we'll just say they were back to their normal rotation when you opened the door, and you just happened to open it right when it was standing at attention, looking your direction. You son of a bee. I have no weapons outside of the emergency um, attacking fund, so I guess I'm going to plead for federal aid, um, and um, I'm going to mutter to myself and say, all right, old man, I guess it's time to see if uh, if I'm worthy. And I will grab both of the special daggers. Okay. These ones I really don't feel like throwing. They're a little <laughs> more important to me. So I guess I'm going to move out of the room. No, I'm going to stand just outside of the doorway with both these daggers and uh, see exactly what this skeleton's all about as it comes towards me in a dodge stance. Yeah, that's it. Dodge. Okay. Um, 
So the first uh, skeleton will rush towards you. Um, it will reach you in its movements and will take a slash at you with its short sword. It goes to swipe at you and uh, it somehow stumbles on one of the many, many ball bearings that you've thrown into this room so far. And uh, it flies like Superman style and lands prone on the ground in front of you. <laughs> I want to laugh in game. <laughs> okay, so there's a skeleton on the ground in front of me, and I'm standing here uh -huh. with these daggers looking at it, and she's like, oh. Yep. <laughs> uh, the, the other one uh, is gonna come running around the the other side of the statue in the middle of the room and won't be able to make it quite to you. It's about 10 feet away when it ends its turn. So, how far away is the one that's on the ground in front of me? It's right on top of you. Oh, well, you're right on top of it. <laughs> it's still so funny. Um, I mean, I guess I'm gonna attack it. Uh-huh. Uh, um, auto advantage? Auto advantage? That means good things for Casey's. Or Hoyt's. Sorry. <laughs> Character name. Um, my highest roll will be a 17. That'll hit. I do four weapon damage, but infinitely more importantly, with advantage, I get my sneak attack damage. So I need to roll two. I will have nine damage total against it. Okay. You just kind of rake this thing with your daggers, and I don't know if you really can tell that it's doing any damage because you're just kind of chipping away at some bone. But uh, you do that. Anything else? Okay. I guess I need to decide if I want to make a second attack or not. I attack it with the other dagger. Sure, go for it. Uh, that's an 11. Nope, that misses. And I'm gonna, like... I don't, I'm, I don't know if it's gonna still hit me or not, but I'm gonna move out of this doorway now and just, like, run out into this room my whole 40 feet, like, yeah! Yep, you can do that. Uh, it It's still prone, so it's not able to uh, slash at you when you move away from it. Um... Uh, You're able to move 40 feet into this room? Uh, yeah, into the room and away from the other one and this one. Yep. Just... Yeah, it, uh, it's coming at you from the southern end of the statue, so we'll say you run around to the north. Uh, and, and turn. Okay. Uh, skeleton's turn. The prone one will uh, use half of its movement to stand up and will move 15 feet towards you. The other one will move 30 feet towards you, but is not able to reach you. Uh, as it does, you'll see that it stows its short sword and equips a short bow. What? Uh, it's not able to use it this turn, but you'll, you'll just notice that it's equipped it. What do you want to do on your turn? <clears throat> well, I know there's no sense uh, fighting at range if they have... or keeping up this chase thing if it's like that. So I will 
upon seeing a ranged weapon drawn, wheel and run at this thing and make my attacks against the one with the bow. Sure. It's the one that just moved its full movement and was not struck before. How, Go for it. How much movement did it take me to get to it? 20 feet from you. Dagger slice against this bow bitch. Yep. That's a nine. Nine misses. Second attack. That's an 18. 18 hits. That's five damage. Okay. And, um... I'm gonna wheel around to the like other side of it so that it's interposed between me and the other skeleton. It's, okay. And uh, I guess that's where I end my turn. Okay, so you're right up on this thing now? Uh, yeah. So it's going to attempt to hit you with its bow at disadvantage. And in true me fashion, it will miss completely. The other one will be able to catch up and will take a slice at you with its sword. And what's your AC? 14. Will hit four. Six damage. End of skeleton's turn, your turn. I shall turn my attention back towards Senor Melee Skeleton. Mm-hmm. And I will attack it with the first dagger for sure. That's a 22. Hits. That's six damage. So you strike this thing with your dagger, and as you connect, um, it kind of just falls into a pile of bones on the floor. Whatever magic was holding this thing together is now gone. I look down at this pile and go, oh, I look down at this pile, and then I look up at this one with the bow, and I go, oh, and I'm going to attack it with my other dagger. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's a, a seven. Uh, seven misses. So this one is going to uh, stow its, its bow and draw its sword and take a swing at you. And it's probably going to miss anyway. That's a six. So your turn. What do you want to do? This guy's a basic bitch, and I'm going to attack him. Because at this point, I might as well clear the room. First attack is a 14. 14 strikes. For seven damage. You connect your dagger with this thing, and much like the last one, uh, as soon as you connect, uh, you don't even really chip away any bone. It just kind of all falls to pieces and lands in a pile of bone and, and sword and shield on the floor. Cool. Uh, am I right in saying that I'm out of turn base now, or thinking? Yes, you are currently out of turn base. This is the part where a smart person would pick up the bow and arrows. But Hoyt doesn't know how to shoot a bow or arrows, <laughs> so he doesn't even think that's a good idea, because he'd probably shoot himself. However, I can now more closely examine this statue without worry, so I will do that. Sure. Why don't you give me a history check? Because Hoyt's I'll so just, good at that. I'll just tell you that I fail. <laughs> because I wouldn't know, so... Uh, yeah, so you see this really awesomely carved statue of a 
almost human-like figure, except it's it's garbed in kind of shredded robes, and its arms and fingers are very bone-like, and its face is completely gaunt. Uh, the skin is just drawn tight against its face, and uh, you, you don't know what it is exactly, but it's terrifying. Red wizardy guy didn't ever show me what this Zastam looks like, did he? He did not. Okay. He just said that he was a Zulkir, um, which you, you wouldn't remember anyway. Not at all. Well, no reason to deface this statue, even though I thought it would be entertaining, um, if I don't know it's him. So, I mean, at this point, I can just casually walk up to this northwest door, like a boss. Sure can. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna move towards the door and wait for armored skelly guy to... Yep, um, you, you can, yeah, we'll skip ahead and say you make it successfully because you know the pattern. Um, you're able to make it uh, back to the teleportation circle room without issue. Is anything different? So you enter this room, uh, on the floor you see that there is carved into the floor a circle. Uh, straight across the room on the east side you see there's a pedestal with a dark purple orb in it, and above the pedestal is a glyph carved into the wall. <laughs> but the circle's not anything. No, it looks exactly the same as it did when you last put it in. I poke the glyph. The glyph glows bright blue for about 10 seconds and then goes dark. I poke the orb. It flashes bright purple as you poke it, and as soon as you remove your hand from it, it, it goes dark. I jump into the circle. You make a loud stomping sound, and nothing happens. I stomp some more. You make repeated stomping sounds and kind of look like a five-year-old throwing a temper tantrum. That's me right now. I'm not far off. I want to go back to the room with all the paintings in it. Yep, you can. I want to observe the paintings. Do any of the paintings have anything like the orbs in them? No, uh, you you don't see the orbs in any of the paintings. Um, it's mostly just this uh, skeletal-looking figure conquering various nations and or other skeletal-looking figures. I want to investigate the pedestal in this room. Does it move or have any sort of glyphs on it? It is fixed in place and is stone with no glyphs. Points annoyed. <laughs> and he's gonna open up, he's gonna grab the sack with the circle in it, open it up, and just like yell at the sphere and be like, I don't got the mind for this, man. And, then it <laughs> and tie it back to his waist or whatever. And he's just gonna like, I'm not gonna lie. Hoyt thought that the skeletons went down pretty easy. So he's going to start thinking that maybe these zombies aren't so bad. He's going to straight up just walk into the zombie room and be like, <laughs> I'm murking these guys too. Okay. Um, Hopefully. Initiative. Hopefully. Thank you for listening to part two of Hoyt's solo adventure. 
Part 3 will come out Tuesday, September 25th. The songs in this episode were Dark Fate of Atlantis by Pablo Samonta and Nature Kid by Poddington Bear. The Usual Time is a Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition podcast. All of our episodes are available on theusualtimednd.com. You can also find us on iTunes by searching The Usual Time D&D. You can also find us on Twitter and Reddit by searching the handle The Usual Time D&D. We'll see you next time on The Usual Time.